Welcome to Deeper Dive. I'm your host, Jay Wald, and welcome to another weekly podcast sponsored by Plantation SCA Church. This is season four, episode 42, and I'm flying solo today. And because uh, our world's greatest co-host is doing a seminar, so we want to keep her in your prayers. Um, Manning this ship today. We also want to thank our podcast listeners for taking the time out to listen to us. As always, any questions, concerns, comments you might have, please text us at your WhatsApp at 954-388-8780. And lastly, please subscribe to our channel at deeperdive.plantationsca.tv. And today we have a young gentleman. It's, I believe it's his second time on here. I wasn't here the first time I was out, I believe. Um, I was out, I think I was out of town at the time, but we were going to welcome back our assistant pastor, Pastor Kevin Acosta. Welcome, my brother. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank God. <laughs> All right. That's good. That's good. That's everything. Um, it's. Uh, I know you were on with, with Don on your first sermon now. I have the pleasure of doing the second one with you. So... I'm glad you're aboard. As we always do, we start off with a word of prayer and we'll be underway. Absolutely. Father God, thank you so much, Lord. You have brought so much to this podcast with the speakers and everybody else. Come along to spread the word. Thank you for using this tool to spread your gospel. Thank you for the message that we've had this past Sabbath. And we thank you for all you've done for us, Lord. Continue to have your hand of peace over the Israel and Hamas situation, Lord, because we know you know the beginning from the end. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, my brother. We got here the term sermon title. Small groups, big impacts. What brought that about? Well, um, as as you might know, but for those of you who, who don't know, mm-hmm. um, when I was brought into when I was brought into the church, they asked me what some of my passion areas were. And Mm -hmm. one of those was small groups was, was life groups. I've seen their impact firsthand. And I just, I believe that they really are something that can propel any church to the next level. Yes. Yes. I understand that. I see that's what, uh, that's right up in the line of our elder brother, Nick. Yeah, he's he's a big fan of that of small groups. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's kind of how the sermon came about. Where once you know, I came in, I spoke with Pastor Rose. Pastor Rose said, "Hey, Kev, listen up. You're you're going to be in charge of this life group thing, right?" And mm-hmm. so immediately, I got together with Nick. I got together with James, and mm-hmm. now we're 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 going to try and get together with Vicky too. She's joined on the team, and okay. we're and we're trying to. We're trying to get this initiative started. And of course, I believe that if you if you ever want to do anything in a church, mm-hmm. you have to preach it from the pulpit. You Amen. have to. And mm-hmm. and that's what this was. You know, it was uh it was my my hope was that people walked away with an understanding that hey, life groups is biblical. This is something yeah. that has been done since the beginning of time, and we need to bring that back. Amen. Amen for that. I know you you touched on your sermon from uh, Acts chapter two or Acts two, 
verse 47, 42 to 47, uh, which talked about doctrine, uh, fellowship, breaking bread, and prayer. Um, yeah. Those are major things I noticed you, 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 you talked about. Because I know you said the central, the central part of a Christian walk is togetherness. You mentioned that, right? Yeah, yeah. It's togetherness yeah. not only with the people around us, but with God. But yeah, ultimately right. get togetherness. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. I, I, I noticed a part that you mentioned about how we as Adventists know our doctrine. We know our doctrine from back to front, upside down, whatever way you do it. But what stood out to me is when you said they can be out fellowship. Somebody else can out fellowship an Adventist. Why did you mention that? Why? Because in my in my experience, it's a hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually it was really interesting, and I'm I'm glad I had this conversation. It wasn't this this Saturday. The Saturday before, mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with a member, and she's from she's from France, and right. she told me that in France, the Adventist Church is is dying. Like the youth do not exist in the Adventist Church. Something interesting, however, and she didn't say it with this intention, but as we were talking, this came up, and I was like, whoa, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Interestingly, the evangelical churches are growing in France. And so mm. one has to wonder, and, and that trend that trend exists in the U.S. as well. Yes. And so one has to wonder, what is it that they're doing that we're not doing? Mm-hmm. And the answer is, well, we got to go to... We got to go to an evangelical church to see what they're doing. And when you go, what you'll notice is that evangelical people straight up are just so much more welcoming than mm. we tend mm. to be. They, they do such a better job of creating these, um, these, these community situations. I mean, to give you an example, the life group format that we used um, in Arise that has proven to be successful in Arise and that we are hoping to install here, that started from an evangelical church. Mm, I don't doubt. It was evangelical people who got together, said, hey, the Bible says we need to be meeting together, and we need mm-hmm. to form a community. And they got together, and they did that. Amen and for so, that. And so that's why I say, yeah, we can be out fellowship by everybody, because it's what, it's what the statistics are showing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you mentioned before I get to that uh, my other question, you mentioned about uh, the part of uh, the comment you made when he said, if you want to go fast, go alone. And I believe the other one was, if you want to go far, go together. Yeah, it's an African proverb. Yes, talk about that a little bit. So I, I started the sermon with that because I, I wanted people to understand that you will never get as far in your relationship with God as you can mm-hmm. when you have people. Yes. That, that is just the reality. That's how God created us. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, 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 when, when God made Adam and Adam was perfect in almost every way, what was the one thing he said? He said, it's not good for man to be alone. Man to be alone. He sure did. He made us, he made us with that in mind, togetherness, that community, that bond with people, that's, that's what we are. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we can, you know, sure, maybe we can learn a lot when we're alone. Sure, sure, we can have powerful moments with God when we're alone. But community is what takes our faith, is what makes it alive. It's what makes it applicable. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, I do understand that. Um, you spoke about the three aspects of small groups. Let's, let's go yep. over those. 
first one was community. Yeah. Okay. So community is obvious. I mean, community is rather self-explanatory. What the, the probably the biggest thing that small groups gives us is that sense of community. It's mm-hmm. hard to feel community in a church that's very big, like Plantation. Why? Because when you go there, there's just so many people. So the the human instinct is to not be vulnerable. It's to yeah. put put on a mask. Is to um, say, yeah, everything's great. You know, is to dress well, to do all these things because you don't want people to. You don't want everybody knowing your business, and that's normal. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about small groups that here you have this family of eight, twelve people, much smaller, mm-hmm. and those people are your family. These are people that you can rely on, that you can trust that you can open up to, that they can take you in, that you can be one of them. They can help you, you know, and you can mm-hmm. have that vulnerability. The, the big church stuff is important. It is important. Yes. Yeah. But, so gathering, yeah. Mm-hmm. but it, it fulfills purposes that small groups can. And small groups fill the purposes that the big church can. Yes. Yes. What I like about the second one, accountability. I like that one a lot. Yeah, that's that is probably some of like one of the biggest parts of small groups that, that are, in my opinion, the greatest thing that like there, there is nothing like having somebody who knows your situation, who can say, Hey, this is an area of weakness, but we can improve this, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and this is, this is something that once we start training in life groups and all these things, um, you know, we will learn more about because we, we, we go through great pains not to make it to where life groups are pretty much just like, oh, you messed up here. Uh, so you have to do this. It, that's, that's not what we do. It's, it's actually one of the rules that we have during the discussions. It's no fixing. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of accountability where that comes in is that if I know that I'm struggling, you know, let's, let's just use an example. Let's say that I'm struggling with alcoholism. And I come to a small group and I say, hey, guys, I've just, I can't let go of this drink. It just, it has this vice on me. When the next time I'm struggling, I can call a life group member and say, hey, man, I need you to pray for me. Yeah. You know, or, or someone else who has a similar problem or a problem can say, hey, let me get your number. I'm going to call you every day. We're going to make sure that we stick to this together. Yeah, That's where yeah. the accountability comes in. And it's one of the core fundamentals of, you know, any recovery group, accountability partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can understand that because uh, I'm in this group called the Winning Circle, and we kind of like to call that the no judgment zone. You know, kind of like when you go to the gym and you see, mm-hmm. I forgot what gym place that says that no judgment zone. And um, I like the fact that, you know, like I said, nobody judges you. You know, yeah. if we you, you have a problem, we do it together. You know, just that part and just makes you want to open up even more. Um, before we get to the last one, I want to understand, like, the difference, sometimes you go to a bigger church, like you say, you match yourself and you feel like you're a number sometimes. And then you go to a much smaller church, say another vintage church, and then you get this warming sensation. Does that make you want to open up even more? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's it getting a sensation that you can trust the people around you mm-hmm. will allow you to be more authentic. And it makes it makes our faith more authentic, you yes. know, and, and it happens. Yeah. It happens in small church. It happened to me in Kentucky. I remember 
a friend of mine invited me to to preach at his church because he wasn't able to do it. And so I go and it, it was like this super small church, man. Like it must have been like, well, like 30 people max like that. That's happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I walked in and I can tell you of all the places that I went to in Kentucky and I went to quite a number. I spent some time there. Mm-hmm. That was the most connected to a community I have ever felt. I have ever felt. It was so instant. It was incredible. I walked in and this wonderful lady, she comes up to me. She says, oh, thank you for coming. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. And they sit with you and they explain to you the the service, how how they're going to do it. And you just feel this instant like, whoa, these people love me, you know? Mm-hmm. And you just start mm-hmm. talking about your life story and you start talking about, you know, how your week went and all these things. Yeah. Be- yeah because good. you feel at home. You feel at home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my wife has done the same thing when she preached at other churches, uh, smaller churches. And, and just like you feel like you're royalty, you know, they just come they, say they come and greet you and the, the services. And like I said, it's just a small community and you just make it feel so wonderful. Like, Wow. I want to, you know, come back some more and enjoy that. Nothing against the bigger churches. I mean, it's good to the assembly of the brothers. And that, that's I love plantation because we have our groups like that, you know, because we have so many ministries going yeah. and plantation. But this life group, like I said, would it be essential, like you said, because I know that's what Nick and James have been preaching for a while. Yeah, that. and that's but uh, and that's sort of ahead. the that, that's sort of the difference between the small groups and the ministries that we have, the ministries are extremely important. I'm really glad we have them, but mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately not everybody can be involved in all of the ministries. So yes. the life groups are something that everybody can do. Everybody can have mm-hmm. their life groups. And the purpose, the purpose of the life group is to bond and to grow spiritually together. That mm-hmm. is the purpose, you know, and when you have that as the purpose, it, it it's able to fill in all the gaps that might exist, you know? Mm, mm. I, yeah, I was thinking that, you know, because we have so many ministries at Plantation that these life groups can bring out even the people's giftedness they have to go to these ministries. What do you say? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's 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 kind of the beauty because... Mm-hmm. When you have a church of, I mean, honestly, I, I don't know how many exact like active members we have now, but everybody knows that it's, it is a very large church and, yes. and, um, and it's impossible for the leaders to be mm-hmm. able to, to vet everyone and say, Oh, this guy's good at this. We should get him involved in this. It, it's just, I mean, mathematically it's impossible, but mm-hmm. when we have small groups, yes. everybody's involved in a small group. We can mm-hmm. have those leaders and those leaders can say, Hey, I was talking to this guy from my life group last week. And he told me that he was interested in doing this ministry. There you go. And so those leaders can act as that, that a uh, conduit, right? Between mm-hmm. the, those people that aren't involved yet and the people who are able to place them in those, those situations to be involved. There you go. That would be you a know, launching pad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it acts as a nervous system, you know, to give yes. you like an analogy. Got that right. Now, the last one, this uh, discipleship, which is essential. That's, that's mm-hmm. I call I call that a spiritual investment. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, discipleship, I mean, I, I said it in the sermon. Discipleship is, is 
our number one prerogative as the church of God, right? Mm -hmm. Well, not, not the denomination, but you know, as the church of God, as, as God's people, that is yes, yes. our number one priority. Everything mm -hmm. that we has to be with the mindset that we are trying to create disciples. We're trying to create people that love God, that want to live for God, and that are going to bring others to do the same. Yes. That, that is the number one priority. Everything we do is, is, is with that in mind. And, yes, the Great Commission. Mm -hmm. And I believe that life groups is possibly the, the, the most effective way to do that. Why? Mm -hmm. Because life groups gives us one thing that people don't have much of nowadays, and that is time. Uh, Being able to meet with someone once a week for an hour or two mm -hmm. is time that is almost personal. That is time that we can actually learn what it's like to live as Christians. That is the time where people can ask their questions. That's the time where people can use their gifts, like we just finished talking about. Mm -hmm. That's the time when all these wonderful things can happen. The church service is only an hour or two hours. Mm -hmm. If you're in plantation, probably sometimes near two hours, right? And, mm -hmm. Yes. And it's very structured. It's very structured. There's no space for people to be able to express themselves, for, for everyone to be able to express themselves. Sabbath school is a little closer, but even Sabbath school, there's a structure. Yes, Going to a small group week after week, because small groups, you know, it's not just a Bible study. I mean, small groups, you can take a week and you go, you go out to the beach together. Yes. You can go and you can go to the theaters together or a dinner or wherever you want to go. And mm -hmm. it's time as a family. That is what discipleship is. You have to show people what being a Christian is like in every context. That's why Jesus' life was so powerful, because he wasn't just the Sermon on the Mount. Yes. It was because the disciples were with him day in and day out. They saw how he reacted when people called him a, a, a blasphemer. They saw how he reacted when he met the, the woman who was about to be stoned. They mm -hmm. witnessed all these things, and his life was a greater testimony than his sermon. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. why small groups can accomplish something that nothing else in the church can, because it lets people into your life, and it allows them to see the actual fruits of having a great relationship with God. Yes, yes. I was just saying, you, you, you get the manifesto fruits. Yeah. Be, yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly. a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. That's a wonderful thing. So, you know, as you said, Jesus was the original or the ultimate small group leader. Yeah, I mean, our, our, whole, our whole faith started with a small group. Yes, yes. Our whole like faith said, started with a small group. What did you say, 11? He took 11 and he took down Rome, the Roman Empire. Yeah, I mean, you know, at the time, I mean, I mean, we know what happened to the Christians, right? Like they were persecuted yes, at some point. They, were, they, they, they created such an impact that the Roman government had to do something about this. And it started with 12 faithful men. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. It sure did. It's true. That's true. I noticed you made a comment uh, on your sermon. You said we are closer to the day of the Lord than we than Paul was. Mm -hmm. You remember that? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, the, the reasoning behind that was because Paul 
in Hebrews, if you consider Paul to be the writer of Hebrews, that's debated. But um, but I think I think that he 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 probably is. And so um, I say Paul, but whoever wrote Hebrew really, he um, he says something really interesting. He said, "We you cannot stop meeting together." Right, I'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna abbreviate it. You can't stop being together, especially because the day approaches, the day of the yeah. Lord in that context. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was interesting because it just showed me how crucial togetherness is, especially in our time period. Yes, yes. We we are getting closer to the day that Jesus Christ is coming back. Yes, I mean, that's why is. we're called Adventists, because we believe in his Advent. Yes. Second coming, yes. Yes. And, yes. and, I mean, when Paul wrote that, it was like, what, almost 2,000 years ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yes yeah we're a lot closer we're we're getting closer yeah we're a lot closer a lot closer than we think yeah Yeah, we're getting closer so that should only mean that the closer that we are the more Mm -hmm. important it is and yet it seems like we've put less emphasis on it but we should put more Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah we should we should and and you would think that collectiveness would be even more uh, conducive to the day of the Lord coming, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it should be. It should be. Um, let me see. You mentioned, I, I like what you said about the, the preacher and the drug dealer. <laughs> that was, that was, um, that was powerful. Yeah, you know? yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, but toward, toward the end of your sermon, you were talking about what you were needing uh, for these life groups, uh, you mentioned you needed someone to be a part of it, and you mentioned someone to be a host, mm-hmm. and you also really need to have leaders. Yes. Yeah. So this is this is the this is where the rubber meets the road, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can do all the talking I want, and people can say all the amens they want. Yes. But at the end of the day. Are you going to step up and take that chance? You know, Amen. and right now uh, we had we had a number of people sign up to be a part of mm-hmm. a life group. And that's amazing. I, uh, I hope to be able to start calling them tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. But more importantly, even than that, right now, what we need are hosts and leaders. Gotcha. Hosts, because we have a big church and. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously we we don't want to be a strain on the hosts that we have now so we need people who are going to open up their homes and say hey you guys can host it here a host does not mean you're a leader okay no no but you can be one yeah you can be but you don't have Mm -hmm. to be so if someone's afraid of if someone's afraid of leading but they're like you know what i don't mind people doing this in my house you're a host that's it you know and Mm -hmm. you're not alone we're not going to just be like, okay, get ready. Make sure you have food and all. No, no, no. Like people are going to help you. The people that are in the group are going to bring their food. They're going to bring their snacks. Like you're not alone. Okay. We just need a facility to do this in. And secondly, we need leaders. And yes. the leader one is a big deal because the leaders are going to have to go to a training in February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those I mean, the, the leaders, if I had to compare them to anything, they're, they're like my Spartans. Okay. Okay. These, these are the guys that are going to 
they're gonna they're gonna take this on their back and they're gonna say we're gonna do this as a church it's the leaders that are gonna do it yeah and these are the guys that i'm gonna be talking to these are the guys that i'm gonna be taking to their training that i'm gonna be calling hey how's your life group going do you need any help what's going Mm -hmm. on these are the guys and that's why i said it in the sermon i said i don't know if i said it in the second one too but but I, I, I know I said it in the first one in, in you know, the, the earlier sermon. Um, mm-hmm. I said, I said, hey, if 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 you're not sure, if you're not, you know, whatever, just don't do it. I said, it yeah, because yeah, you I, did. I, I, I don't I would rather have. And I said this multiple times. I would rather have five really faithful people, you know, unshakable than 20 wishy washy guys. You oh, know? Yeah, well, without a doubt. And this this job as a life group leader, it is a job that is going to take from you. It's a job that you have to pray about, that you have Mm -hmm. to give yourself entirely to the Lord to do this. This is a big responsibility. But I know that there are people in the church that God can empower to do that. I know that. Of course. Of course. And I'm asking the Lord and I'm asking them, whoever they are, you know, they know who they are, to step up. Now's the time. Mm -hmm. We're going to get it done. We just need you to take the leap of faith. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's definitely that, most definitely. Well, Pastor, I want to thank you for taking the time. Of course. As always, to to do this. And I know that you'll be doing many more podcasts with us. So I just get you down. But I had one question for you. How do you feel so far at Plantation right now? You know, honestly, I, I can I can actually say this <laughs> so genuinely. You know, you can... Put me on a polygraph. I I really, really love it. I really, really do. The people, the people have just been fantastic. And it, you know, it's the the issues that we have at Plantation right now mm-hmm. are are a result of of our success almost. You know what I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it's not a they're not bad problems to have. You know, yeah. so I'm glad to be able to 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 work on fixing these problems along with the elders. And the elders have been fantastic. You guys have been super supportive, super understanding. Glad been, to hear. No, honestly, you guys have been super um, super available. You know, I <laughs> when I when I have to call someone and say, "Hey, guys, I need this," you know, there's always someone ready to help. And that, I mean, you guys just can't imagine how far that goes in terms of church success just having that attitude and is just such a game changer and that is the most beautiful part of the plantation in my opinion not to mention that the nicest people you know I, I felt i felt like family the moment i walked in and you know and i and i really said that i mean i mean that i really do yeah well don't worry we uh we we have every uh aspect we can do to make that church as great as it is because Plantation is a loving church and a praying church. So I'm glad you've been well-received and you receive us as well. Thank you for that. Of course, yeah. It's my pleasure. Thank you. As always, uh, we always ask you, if you could, just to lead out a word of prayer. Thank you. Yeah. Lord, thank you, because I have these, these wonderful people in Plantation who are willing to take on the challenge that you have set out for them. I, I want to thank you so much for all the good people who give so much of their time, 
and their energy and their, their just their mental power to furthering your work at Plantation Church. And so now I want to pray, Lord, that you send the Holy Spirit here in the middle of the week and you start knocking on people's hearts and you start telling them what they need to do. You know who the leaders are. You know who the hosts are. You know those people that you have been working on to take this next step. And so now, God, I beg of you, I beg of you, Lord, to open their minds. Let them know. Let them know that it's time, that we're ready, that it's it's time to go, God. Thank you mm-hmm. for this wonderful podcast. And I ask that you bless the guys in charge of this and you bless all the great listeners of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. We do appreciate you. And like I said, we'll hope to see you soon. We'll see you next time on the podcast and have a wonderful week. All right. Thank you. Take care. All right. All right. God bless.